Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And this week, I guys, I want to talk to you about something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. And this comes down to taking care of or recognizing the value of the people that you have on your team. And I've been fortunate that uh, over the years, I've pretty much focused on only working with people or uh, providing representation or helping people out that absolutely can 100% see the value in the services that I provide. Now, that said, how do I get away with that? And how am I so lucky that I don't have to do a whole lot of, put a whole lot of, um, effort and whatnot into the front end of the relationship, you know, to, to show them what I, what I'm capable of, or let them know what I'm capable of. How do I get that perceived value, a message sent to them so they can receive it? Uh, that comes down to putting myself out there. That comes down to doing posts on social media, doing live streams, getting uncomfortable, heck doing this podcast. And I want to read you a post that I saw on Facebook and it's a good one. And this will, there's a lot of good lessons here for you. And I think this is going to help those of you that are wholesalers or realtors justify your position in the mix. This is going to help investors that are trying to acquire property, or maybe you're trying to do a flip or something like that. And those of you that are looking to just hire people to join your team, the information in this message, the, the message that I'm going to read you is powerful. And I want you to take a minute. And I want you to focus on this. It's not going to take that long. We'll get through it. But I, and I think everybody that listens to this podcast is going to get a huge amount of value from this. So here we go. First of all, I want to give post credit to a lady by the name of Alyssa Walker. And full disclosure, I have no idea who Alyssa Walker is, but apparently she's a friend of a friend of mine, which is uh, Wade Sutherland. Wade, and you, know, you guys indirectly know of Wade because Wade is the lucky guy that got to marry Amanda Young. And Amanda Young has was uh, featured on my as my guest for episodes 172 and 173. She's the rehabber, single mom that uh, built up an empire, basically flipping houses. And shout out to Amanda. She just got featured on Bigger Pockets as a guest on Bigger Pockets. So if you listen to Bigger Pockets podcast, go over there and uh, and whatever your podcatcher is and search for Amanda Young or Amanda Sutherland is her is her married name now. And take a listen to that episode. It's a great episode. So here we go. I'm going to read this to you, and then we're going to talk about it here in the end. So it's, it's titled, A Conversation About Perceived Value. A customer asked a contractor friend of mine how much it would cost to do this project. You guys can't see the photograph. Obviously, it was in the post. But if you look on my Facebook feed, you'll see it there because I shared it on my Facebook feed. And basically what it is is a beautiful wooden deck off the front of a house. Because honestly, my friend gave him a proposal, $4,500. The customer responded, that seems really high. My friend asked, what do you think is a reasonable price for this job? The customer answered, $2,500 maximum. My friend responded, okay, then I invite you to do it yourself. The customer answered, I don't know how to. My friend responded, all right, then how about for $2,500, I'll teach you how to do it. So besides saving you $2,000, you'll learn a valuable skills that will benefit you in the future. The customer answered, sounds good. Let's do it. My friend responded, great. To get started, you'll need to go get some tools. You'll need a chop saw, table saw, cordless drill, drill bit set, router, skill saw, jigsaw, tool belt, hammer, etc. Customer answered, but I don't have any of those tools now, and I can't justify buying all these tools for one job. My friend responded, okay, well, for another $300, you can rent my tools uh, for you to use for this project. The customer answered, okay, that's fair. My friend responded, great, so we'll start the project on Monday. At this point, the customer answered, I work Monday through Friday. I'm only available on the weekends. My friend responded, if you want to learn from me, then you need to work when I work. This project will take about three days, so you'll need to take off three days of work. Customer answered, that means I'm going to have to sacrifice my pay for three days or use my vacation time. My friend responded, that's true. Remember, when you do a job yourself, you need to account for unproductive factors. 
Customer answered, what do you mean by that? My friend responded, doing a job completely from start to finish includes time spent to plan the project, pick up materials, travel time, gas, setup time, cleanup, waste disposal, amongst other things. That all in addition to the actual project itself. And speaking of materials, that's where we'll start on Monday, so I need you to meet me at the lumber yard at 6 a.m. Customer answered, at 6 a.m., my workday doesn't even start until 8 a.m. My friend responded, well, then you're in luck. My plan is to start on the deck, build by 8 a.m. But to do so, we have to start at 6 a.m. to get the materials picked up, loaded, and delivered to your job site. Customer answered, you know, I'm realizing that a lot more goes into a job than what a customer sees in the finished project. Your proposal of 4500 is very reasonable. I'd like you to handle the product. Here's a conclusion. When you pay for a job, especially a custom job, whether it's a physical project or a digital product, you pay not only for the material and the work to be completed, you also pay for knowledge, experience, custom skills, tools, time to plan, time to prepare, professionalism, work ethic, excellence, discipline, commitment, integrity, taxes, licenses, sacrifices, liabilities, and insurance. If you request a proposal for custom work to be done, please don't disrespect a service provider by trying to get them to lower their prices. If their proposal exceeds your budget, there's nothing wrong with getting other proposals. Just remember, you get what you pay for. Service providers, know your worth and be confident in it. Consumers, recognize their worth and be respectful of it. There's a lot of messages in here, ton of messages in here. Over the years, I've had lots of people that I've coached on real estate and business in general uh, to help them grow their businesses. And the one thing I see often is that people tend to doubt their own net worth. In other words, how much value they bring to the equation, or maybe they don't understand truly how much value they bring to the equation because for them, bringing value is natural. I remember talking to a guy that was a painter and this guy did beautiful work, but he always tried to give everybody a discount. He was very insecure about his pricing system. And what's interesting is that nobody ever said no to him. The guy was an amazing salesman and he didn't even really have to say much. He was just that, he's that guy, you know, that guy you meet that you automatically just like him right out of the gate. And his work is second to none. He's by far the best painter I've ever run across. I mean, this guy gets it right the first time, just about all the time. And here's the other thing. When, if he doesn't get it right the first time, you know, cause God forbid he's human. He does it over again until it's right. And then he apologizes and he makes sure that me as his customer is happy with his work. And that guy consistently has this roadblock where he undercharges his clients. He's not consistent in his pricing model. And here's the thing, guys. So those of you that are out there providing a service, let's say you're wholesaling or you're a realtor, or maybe you're a tradesman. When you're inconsistent in your pricing, in my opinion, this is my opinion, it shows a lack of integrity. It shows me that you don't really believe in your product. When I see a real estate agent that's trying to, that says, I'll list your house for 1%, that tells me that's an agent that really doesn't value the service they put out there. They don't value, they don't really value their time because they're willing to discount their time. I get it if you're, it's like you're a realtor and it's like your first day or your first deal and you just want to give away the farm, then so be it. But if you're good at what you do, I mean, I hope you're good at what you do if you're out there in the field taking money for the services. If you're a painter or a wholesaler or a real estate broker or a mortgage broker or whatever it may be, if you're good at what you do, then you deserve to be paid in accordance with your skills. Now, if you suck at it, well, that's a whole different story. Maybe you would offer a discount so says, you know, I'm a painter, but I drink a lot and uh, I'm tend to, I may paint the guy's balcony downstairs when I'm painting your condo. So 
yeah, we better, I'll do it for half price. Of course, I might paint the whole building, get you sued, but I'll do it for half price. Who would say that, right? So here's the thing. If you're a tradesman and you're not good at, at what you're doing, learn to be better. Maybe go apprentice with somebody that's better at it than you are. Hey, you're an electrician and geez, I don't know. Every time you touch something, you get shocked. Well, that's probably tells you that maybe you're not ready to be on your own yet. That's why electricians have license levels, right? Journeyman, apprentice, master, whatever it may be. So you find somebody that's better at what you're trying to accomplish than you and you learn from them. And maybe you take a little less pay until you're learning. But once you've graduated to the point to where you're confident in what you're doing, when you know you're the best damn electrician in town, you should charge accordingly. I can tell you that over the years, I have fired contractors for price, what I call price insecurity. Contractors that waffle on the price or they immediately start to give me a discount without even asking. When that happens, I don't want anything to do with them because it tells me they're insecure in the service they offer. And I certainly don't want some little price coward doing my stuff. Now, that said, I don't want to get screwed either. You know, I'm not going to pay you $10,000 to paint a one-bedroom apartment. But if you're a really good painter and you're not going to get paint all over the floors and and the, the trim and every place it doesn't belong and you're going to show up on time or early and you're going to get done ahead of schedule and the quality is through the ceiling, you should be paid a fair wage. And I'll even go so far as to say this, and any of my service providers, and I know a lot of my service providers, my vendors, members of my team, listen to this podcast, and they'll be the first to tell you, I don't haggle on price when it comes to a service being performed for me. Never do I haggle on price. If I ask you for a quote to paint one of my apartments and you say it's $3,000, I'm going to decide right then and there if I feel that the service that I know there, I feel that you can provide is worth $3,000 or not. And if I don't feel it's worth $3,000, I'm not going to hire you. It's that simple. If I don't feel that, you know, if I think you're, you're gouging me or sticking it to me, then I'm just not going to hire you for the job. But I'm not going to ask you to do it for $2,500 either because that's asking you to accept less than what you feel you're worth. Just because we can't agree at first run on value doesn't mean that you need to take less or frankly that I should even ask you to take less. I'll move on to somebody else. Now, that's my way of doing it. And you may have a completely different way of doing it. Let me give you another example. Wholesaler. You go out and bust your ass. You send out, you spend a million dollars on postcards, direct mail, sales funnels, email chains, we buy houses, signs, and you're doing, you're doing the grind, brother. You're out there riding, riding your bike or taking the bus or riding your car around town at $3 a gallon in gas, doing your best to get motivated seller leads. And then you muster the courage to go sit in front of a seller, probably lots of sellers, take a beating. Have them sellers beat you up, throw things at you, deny your offers, ignore your phone calls, ghost you, whatever it may be, you finally get somebody under contract. And then some jackass house flipper shows up and decides that the eleven grand that you're marking up the property, especially after you've already discussed with them what they what they feel they need to pay for their rehab projects and you've brought them value, hell, they've given you the price and you got the price and the minute you, you say your fee is eleven grand, they say, well, that's too much. Don't discount your fee, guys. Sell it to somebody else and leave that sucker swinging. Bottom line, real estate agents, quit being price cowards. Good God, I proudly tell people, nobody charges more than I do. But here's the difference. There is nobody better than I am when it comes to being a real estate practitioner. If you're a buyer and you want to be well-protected and you want a great deal and you want to make sure that nobody takes advantage of you, then I'm absolutely your guy. And anybody that's ever worked with me, jumps up and down and will swear on a stack of Bibles. That's absolutely the case. Sellers, if you want top dollar for your house, I don't care if it's a complete turd. Well, then I'm your guy. I'm going to make sure that we market the living hell out of that house. And if you want to get it sold in an hour and a half, I got solutions for that too. I've got investors that aren't going to screw around and they'll have a wire transfer sitting at, at the title company before I even get off the phone with them because we can make that happen. 
See, we've got a solution for pretty much any problem that comes up. We provide consistent value and we are, my team is absolutely the best in the business. My clients don't give a rat's ass whether I'm with Remix, Future Home, Realty, whoever, Redfin, pick one, doesn't matter. What they know is that I am the most qualified expert agent that they can possibly retain to represent them, whether the buyer or the seller. You see the confidence in my voice? I came with many years of practice and realizing that I don't have all the answers, but more importantly, realizing that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that my client is served in such a way that it will far exceed their expectations 100% of the time. I recently got awarded, I just got an award from, uh, Jill and I do volunteer work at the, with the Florida State Parks and uh, John Pennekamp State Park here in Key Largo, Florida. It just gave up my wife and I award for our work ethic and going above and beyond. And I mind you, that's volunteer work. So I don't get paid to do that. I just go over there and give my best for free. I'm not telling you this to brag. I'm telling you this to because it's my mindset. When you develop a, I'm going to do whatever it takes to do it right the first time type mindset, it becomes easy to do whatever it takes all the time. My buddy, Wade Sutherland, by the way, shout out to Wade for sharing this post so that I could talk to you guys about it today. Wade owns an elevator repair company. So if you want to reach out to Wade, pop me a a message on Facebook or find Wade yourself. Wade Sutherland is his name, S-U-T-H-E-R-L-I-N, Wade Sutherland, and uh, reach out to him. If you happen to own a commercial building that has an elevator and you want a top quality expert craftsman to come to your facility to renovate your elevator, then I assure you, Wade, your guy, but Wade is not a discount elevator repairman because that's like kind of like hiring a drunk surgeon, guys. It's an elevator. Shit goes bad wrong when if Wade does a bad job. Let me tell you, he is a an expert at what his what he does, and he's. I'm sure. I hope he's one of the most expensive. If he's not, I frankly would be disappointed. If you are a person doing work for someone else, or you're offering a service or some sort of benefit, do your best. When you sit down, wholesalers agents and talk to these sellers. Sometimes it's not about top dollar. Sometimes it's about get this damn house out of my name before I lose my marbles. Understand that people have different problems that that result in needing different solutions. And the biggest thing we can do, I talked about a few weeks ago, is real estate malpractice, where we start thinking we know why the seller is selling, but we never ask the question. Recently, I listed and sold a house. We had a ton of offers. 25 offers came in. Oh, I don't know, over a couple thousand, over a thousand uh, people through the door. It was nuts. And I can't begin to tell you how many agents sat there wasting their time and their buyer's time trying to get me to answer if there was any offers on the table. Hello, knucklehead. It's 2021 in Florida. Market's on fire. There's no such thing as a house that just hits the market without offers on it. It doesn't exist. So stop wasting your client's time and asking them, get off your ass and put pen to paper. Let's make this happen. Get on the phone with me and have a good positive dialogue. Blow a little smoke up my skirt. Make me feel special about myself so that I'm overly motivated to work with you. Yet there was one agent that actually called me a dickhead. If you can imagine that. Take this offer, dickhead. Now, really? Guys, girls, come on. That's not how we do business. So at the end of the day, guys, I hope that some of you maybe consider adopting some of the things that I talked about here today. If you're a service provider, maybe take a hard look at what you're doing. If you're not able, if you're having a hard time making ends meet and you're a contractor or in some sort of service business, if you just can't get it done and you know it's not you being a spendaholic and you just can't generate enough revenue to be successful, then I have news for you. It's time to raise your prices, especially those that you are really good at what you're doing. And if you're not necessarily good at what you're doing, 
considering taking on additional training to become a master at your craft or maybe decide that whatever you're doing isn't for you. I mean, there's people that cannot paint. I'm, I'm a person that I can paint if I want to. I'm a great painter if I want to be, but I don't like to paint. Painting to me is like nails on a chalkboard. I would rather clean the inside of a sewer tank manually than paint. I don't like it at all. My wife loves to paint. So guess who does all the painting these days? Not Tyler. I'll clean up the mess. I'll prep the area. I'll prime it. Hell, I'll hang sheetrock till I'm blue in the face. I don't mind manual labor at all, but I don't like painting. So for me to decide to be a painter and take money for those services would be a waste of time because I'm not going to do my best because I don't enjoy it. And I also realize it's not the highest and best use of my time. But I say to you, those service providers out there or realtors, wholesalers, house flippers, house flippers, those of you that go out and buy a nice house, you fix it up. You don't get an appraisal because it costs too much. Are you serious? Come on. There's no real estate agent on the planet that I've ever met that is an expert at pricing houses right every time. Hell, I don't get it right every time. And I've already told you I'm the most qualified agent in the country. And I don't get it right every time. Guys, if you're flipping houses buy and you buy a house, before you buy it, get an appraisal. Get somebody who's not going to personally benefit from the transaction to assess the value. Somebody that's licensed and has special training to do just that. Not somebody who's focused on how's my hair look for my glamour shot. Okay, Get an appraisal and hire contractors, hire licensed ones that'll show up on time. That way, you won't have to go back later and bitch about how it sucks to work with contractors. When you go to sell it, hire a real estate agent that is a rock star at marketing that will get all the butts they possibly can through the door to give you the highest amount of money possible. Work with a title company that's the best in your market. For me in Tampa Bay, that's insured title agency. When you need a real estate attorney, don't hire some yutz. Hire a qualified one, one that other people recommend that does good work. If they, if they have a reputation for not getting back to people and whatnot, and they leave you hanging, blow them off and find somebody more qualified. It's that simple. I'm here to tell you what we do, ladies and gentlemen, can be very simple or extremely complex, and we control how that plays out. Lastly, for you flippers out there, professional photography, I've talked about it before, hire a professional photographer. Even better, hire a professional realtor that is a marketing expert, and they will insist on using their own photographer that is second to none. That can make even a turd look like a palace to get butts in the door. Once they get in the door, that'll sell the house. Guys, you have the ability to hire and work with the best people in whatever industry you choose to hire from. It's up to you whether you hire the good ones or the bad ones. And service providers, it's up to you to be amongst the good ones or join the turkeys and the bad ones. Take the advice I gave you this week. Put it to work. I hope you have a great week. If you ever considered getting involved in real estate investing, you want to buy a second house in the state of Florida, in the Tampa Bay market, or in the Key West area, get on the phone with me. Go to cashflowguys.com. Book an appointment. Let's talk about some of the amazing investment opportunities that I'm finding in Key West, in the Key West market, that are not out there on the internet for you to find. I'm down there in the market. I'm immersed in it. If getting 15 to 30% returns on your money and have the ability to have a second home is something that excites you, then you should book an appointment to get on my calendar. Guys, have a great week and I'll catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to cashflowguys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.